better and worse with Jess and Rage. I always get so insecure when I wear headbands. I think it looks good. We hope. No, you have a great forehead. Thanks. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. We're on. We're talking. Um, we're here. But I was going to expand on my hair for a minute. Oh, go off, sis. I'm just struggling. I have had bangs for so long, and I do think that I look good with them. You do. But they're just they're getting greasy. They're getting in my face. They are... Tis the season. They're parting in the middle a lot. It's like, what did I do to you? I just want you to sit there. Do I blow dry my hair? No. Um, do I problem style number it? one. No. Do I want my bangs to sit perfectly on my forehead and not cause me any grief? Yes. I really relate to that one line in New Girl where Jess is like looking in the mirror and she goes, come on, bangs, you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing has ever been more accurate. <laughs> Never had bangs. They look cute on you. Try the blow dry method. Maybe yeah. you'll see some improvement. That will help with the greasiness. Even the new the new um, trick I've been tr- doing um, <laughs> is dry shampoo and then blow dry it. Yes, I learned Chef's that once. Chef's kiss. I learned that at one of the many photography workshops I went, yeah. I went to. It's been a game changer. Do you know some people also like dry shampoo their hair right after they shower? No, thank you. To add in add No, in I love texture. the fresh look of freshly washed hair just mm, you just feel more confident i don't really care for like three-day (laughs) buildup you know i know it like it's good for like styling your hair like it'll hold your curl better but at the same time like i kind of want oh i i never style my hair it's a problem i every time i go to the hair salon i'm like you know what maybe i'll change today maybe today will be the day that i you know get my hair done and i'm like i am gonna curl it every time i wash it Let's be reasonable. Let's be reasonable. Okay. I also, very fun, very fun, very fun. Got um, a henna freckle kit. Wait. I've been wanting that. Can we do it together? Can you do it before I leave? You have to keep it on your face. Do you have any area to go today? I do. Where? Well, Britt's coming home. My sister, I'm picking my sister up from the airport. You don't need to look like anything for that. Yeah, yeah. you have to keep them on for like two hours at least. Oh, yeah. We can do it. Oh. Five time. Best Cute. friend time, spa day. Yeah, I I just, I've always wanted freckles. I've always been jealous of people with freckles, and I just. Me too, but if I'll, just draw them out. Like, if yeah. you want something, go get it. Go get it. Go put a fake freckle on. But I can't figure out, so I got, like, a little thing. I don't know if my face is just, like, greasy or too slick or something, but if I go like this, they just come right off. It's like, I've, I've tried setting it with powder. To be honest, I don't know what, what I'm doing. What if you wait longer, like four hours? What? Four hours. And then they won't come off. Like, they'll stay longer. No, I'm talking about, like, just the freckle pen, not the henna freckles. Oh. Like, when I... freck? Well, actually, it's just, like, real... It's a... The people at Alto were like, we don't carry any freckle pens. I was like, well, you should. Step up. (laughs) But it's, like, some, like, KVD, like, Mm. permanent eyeliner stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it works, but it just wipes right off. Yeah. Off my slick skin. You're beautiful. Slick skin. Thank you, Sherry, for your genetics. She's very lucky. She doesn't wash her face before she goes to bed. And she sleeps with makeup, ladies. Okay. 
get off my back. I'm better about it now. She lucky. She one of the lucky ones. Well, when I realized how important moisturizer was for Game like, changer. yeah, because I used to have really hard lines on my forehead because I got, I got a lot of forehead space and skin. But when I realized that if you moisturize your skin, you know, it, it'll bring a lot back for you. So I do wash my face now more than ever, but ah, uh, yeah, I'm bad. I'm a piece of shit, honestly. So, <laughs> well, it works for you. Yeah, it works lucky. for me. Yeah, we'll see how I look with freckles. I'm excited about it. Me too. Okay, and that's our intro. And that's our intro. <laughs> and um, this is for better and worse with Rach and Jess coming at you live from Rach's childhood basement. And we've got another guest, uh, Miss Willow. Willow. We got Willow on board with us. Willow's so good. She's passed out sleeping on our lap. I love Willow so much. She's technically my mom's dog, but I. I'm the one that acquired her for my mother. She's so cute. She's just this like an eight-year-old boxer. Um, I'm sticking to that age. I'm not aging her any more than that. We don't know. We don't know how old she is. She stops at eight. She stops at eight. She'll be eight for the next three years, and then maybe she'll be nine, and then we'll go forward from there. Yeah. Your humans get to decide that. But yeah. um, You have some fun dog news. Yeah. So I don't have a stupid fight of the week because it's been... A constant fight. <laughs> um, so my youngest dog, Pickle, is in heat. Which she's too young for that. Way for too one. young. She's seven, almost eight months. And we came home from a night out with some friends. And I just spotted some blood. And I was like, oh, she's on her period. This isn't supposed to happen yet. Um, so that's been fun. I literally knew nothing about it. And Google's not very helpful. No, I'm it'll just send gonna... you into a, a panic zone. Yeah, they're like, she's going to get pregnant by the sniff of a dog. Like, I <laughs> I am constantly in panic about Pickle getting pregnant. Well, this is our life. I have some experience with this one. When we first got her, she wasn't spayed. And so, like, we got her like scheduled a vet appointment for a week and then got to the vet and they were like you want to like spay her we're like yeah 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 um she'd already had some litters of puppies we know this by the size by the pure sheer size of her nipples Mm. girls got big nips but um, pepperoni nips the vet took one look at her i don't i wasn't there so you know i couldn't see but he was like oh she is in heat so you guys are gonna deal with that and so um, one of my mom's friends, like, big is big dog person, and he was like, oh, you got to watch out. These dogs will smell her from a mile away. They'll smell from a mile away, and these dogs are going to get aggressive. You can't take her outside the yard. And I was like, that's dramatic. That's dramatic. That's I'm, how I feel. I'm going to take my dog for a walk. So, like, we live kind of in, like, a secluded part of our neighborhood, Um. But, like, Willow's very, like, she likes to be walked for a while before she pees. And she likes to take her time. And um, so she wasn't peeing in the yard. So I, like, was like, okay, I'm just going to go down the street a little bit. Just go down the street a little bit. And, like, there's dog, there's a house on the corner with dogs. But, like, they're, like, the good dogs. Like, these, like, Black Lab, German Shepherd mixes. Like, they listen. They, they stay in the yard. And so I'm, like, I'm at the top of this hill walking Willow. And, um she she's pooping and so i'm turned my back is turned to the hill picking up her poop and i hear jingling 
coming towards me. And I was like, worst nightmare. I drop the poop. I drop what I'm doing. I look at Willow and I just Why start. Why don't you scoop her up? You have to scoop her up. Oh. Protect this... the hole. Protect no. the hole immediately. Limp noodle. This dog just went all the way down. Limp noodle. Submissive Ex- bitch. And I was like screaming at these dogs. I was like, hey, hey, hey. No, no, no. No, no, no. And- Wait, were they assuming the position? <laughs> oh, they just, I think. There's a process to it. I looked it up. They, First, it's the mount. No, they were just like approaching me cautiously because their owner was there and he was like, "What?" She's the- embarrassed. You're She's telling embarrassed. the story. Of her. I, yeah. Well, I started screaming and my my dog was. I I tried to do the dramatic effect, um, and so I am like making a scene in this <laughs> dog owner's like this woman is losing her mind. I'm like trying to pick Willow up. I'm grabbing her. She's falling out. She's just like. It was, it was a tale to be told, and finally the dogs listened because I don't even know if like I'm pretty sure that they were fixed. So it was like they just smell, you know. It was it was chemical, probably. It is. Um and yeah, so the whole my whole plan to be like I'll just scoop her up. Yeah. No, she she was she just limp noodled me. She. She laid down and she was ready yeah, for so it. Yeah, so I'm like scooting. I'm like in my PJs. I'm running back to the house. And I'm like, she's in heat. She's in heat. I'm sorry. Because I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because this person thought I was like a maniac because I'm just screaming at these dogs. That... I know. But it, it was just like the fear ran through me like. I, oh, okay, you so fucked up. You fucked up. This could, this you're could end badly. You're responsible for that. No, I. that's what I've heard. Everyone's like, you better watch out. And I just want to talk realistically about this. My first point is, why are we calling it, is your dog fixed or not? First off, they're not broken. So I don't <laughs> want to hear that. Are they neutered or spayed? Use the correct language. Second, the horror stories of dogs being in heat, relax. Okay? I'm changing Google. Hear it first here. If it happens to you, Take a deep breath. You're going to be fine. Put diapers on your dogs. Don't want, can't afford them. Don't want them. Use boxers. Use your, go buy some Hanes. Yeah. Work just as well. You'll have to rewash them. A little extra work. No big. But also, your dog's not going to die. Yes, you can take your dog on a walk. Maybe we went to, we went to the valley. We went to the Cuyahoga Valley. Okay. And we just like walked on it. And whenever a dog passed, we just moved off to the side. So, that's what we did, and it worked out. I think, like, the fear comes from, like, other aggressive dogs or untrained dogs or stray dogs. It probably really depends where you live. Okay. Because, like, also, like, depending on the type of dog you have, like, dogs can kill each other. You know, like. I've seen it. The- I live next to two pit bulls who I don't think are neutered. Well, no. they and are the, legal is- breeding that goes on there. Like, there's something I just Something have a bad. question. If you can enlighten me or our listeners can help me out. Can your dog get pregnant through a fence? Can this the, is the can question. The, can the penis reach the vagina through the fence? Yeah. Because I think they go ass to ass. <laughs> I think that's how. Is that how dog sex works? I thought that's what I heard. Ass to ass, I, Jess? I read it. I need a fact check before I come on here because. Do you think the dog's penis goes under their body? I thought it was like, okay, I read that it's like you mount. <laughs> You mount, and then you, it's called the turn. Help me what? out, breeders. Help me out, breeders. And the turn happens, and that is where it's like ass to ass. Absolutely not. That cannot- Have you seen it? I don't want to. 
You don't know. <laughs> Somebody, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know how it really works. <laughs> okay. Well, I refuse to believe that for okay, one. But anyways, just if you think, if you know, can a dog get pregnant through a fence? Let me know. Well, the, your fence isn't that Sincerely, tall, Sincerely, you're gonna, scared dog, mom. Your your dog would just jump, like the dog would jump the fence. Your dog, your fence is not that big. Mm-hmm. So not to scare, like you'll be fine. I you do think, I, I think, I know, but ever, I'm just saying everyone is really scared. And I think that we're being super cautious when it's like yeah we're aware we're aware that right. other dogs can come well, by like, and also number one like what's the worst thing that's gonna she has puppies you don't want that you're not ready for that but you just don't want them to get hurt that's the thing yeah more importantly that's more important sweet than, pickle she's just a puppy though she's not ready I to be a mom i <laughs> she, the bitch can't take care of herself she, she literally isn't potty trained yet <laughs> i mean she, i don't know all yeah. those accidents we just like, know, like oh really she was coming into heat we didn't know so yeah all makes sense. makes sense now okay okay dog talk over sorry i just had to rant we got it help me out well we have something um you know that we're calling random advice corner sometimes <laughs> we you guys up on the spot sometimes you guys send us questions advice about your relationships and we're honestly here for it we love to see it are we qualified no. no, but we'll give you advice like big sisters. So, yeah, as a friend. as a, If you were to call a friend up, yeah, this is our yeah. advice that we would give. Exactly. Hit, okay. us, hit us with the question. Right okay, now. so here's, here is the question. My boyfriend and I have an age gap. Me, 24, him, 28, and we have been together for a bit over a year and a half. I'm totally in love with him, and he's the best, but we've gotten into a difference of life on when we should move in together our leases end around our two-year mark and i'm not ready none of my friends have long-term partners and all of his are getting married i see moving in as a step towards marriage and he doesn't see it as a big deal as of this year we're not moving in together but i can tell it brings sadness to both of us do you have any advice on when i will know when is best am i being controlling by demanding every box be checked off in my brain before moving in I just, I'm just going to point out some obvious facts here. Well, also, let's, for the le- listeners, this is a uh, girl writing in, male partner. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, what I'm, ta- what I'm digesting is that you guys are in two different places in your life. You have a lot of single friends, and he, all of his friends are getting married, right? So, you guys are surrounding yourself by really different scenarios in life, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm taking in right. from that. And I think, like, you have to discuss what does moving in together look like. Because I personally, like, Willow. Willow. Can you not? Jingle bells. This is embarrassing. Come here. Um, but what does what moving in together look like? Yeah. Because for some people it is just, like, cohabitating, having a good time, like, it's not like, keep going. <laughs> come here. Come here. Come here. She's got an itch. I know. Well, she, we can take her collar off. Can you come here? But yeah, like to some, it might not be a big deal, but I feel like for her, it's the next step and that it's really meaningful. Like moving in is a big deal to her and that's yes. okay. Yes. And as far as like the concern about like, you should never apologize for being cautious um, no. with your heart around someone that's not ticking all of your boxes but 
my question is like, when are they going to tick your boxes? So there are certain things that like people can work on, I think, you know, like certain parts, you know, whether they're struggling with like their career, right? Then it's like, okay, are you working on finding the right career? Mm -hmm. But there are also just things like if you don't like certain aspects of their personality or there or are just red see flags what's missing, there. Or just like take a look inside on what what are the reasons why you don't want to move in with this person. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe take a look inside and be like, what? why don't I want to or why do I? Yeah. And kind of weigh those options because if something's missing and it's a bigger issue and your body and your heart is telling you. Yep giving you a red flag before you make this big commitment yeah listen to it because what this sounds like to me is like your gut feeling is this isn't right Mm -hmm. and if it's not right for you right now when is it going to be like or if it's not and you need to do some life experiences and figure it out until you are ready and if that's age in your opinion yeah then wait it out right and if you are enjoying like single life or being a part of your friends who are experiencing single life and you're not ready to settle down and your partner is Mm -hmm. sometimes I've said this before like the best way to love someone's to let them go because if you can't give them what they're asking and that goes both ways you know like it's not fair for him to ask you to to give up a part of you know your 20s that you're not ready to give up and if you're not ready to take the next step forward to like you know, marriage, which is how, like, you feel that this, where this relationship would be going if you were to move in. Like, yeah. And you don't want to live in, like, resentment either. No. Because, no. like, you, like, you start to resent him because you made this decision because yeah. you felt forced into it yeah. or, like, oh, maybe I will and I'll be happier or, you know, yeah. any of that. You don't want to hold on to those feelings. And I'll end this with putting on my therapy police badge. Oh, here it is. Here we go. But everyone, buckle up. <laughs> There is, I would love to see it more normalized for couples who are dating to go um, and talk to someone professionally about their relationship and where it's going because there's so much stuff that goes unsaid in any relationship, whether it's a friendship or your relationship with your siblings or your parents, but especially in a relationship because it's like more often than not, when you're in a relationship, you are trying to actively like protect someone else's feelings. And sometimes that isn't the best foundation to building a life with someone because honesty is so important and therapy is just a safe space to be able to be like, what do you want in a relationship? What are your hesitations? Because like Jess and I can't tell you that, you know, Mm -hmm. like we don't know the situation deeper than the questions that were asked, but, um, from surface level it looks like you kind of know what you want and it's so natural that you guys are both sad because you're not on the same page and the question is are you ever going to get on the same page or is it just a really sad story um a very good movie to watch is on netflix called someone great oh my watch that and if it makes you cry which it should um that is one of the best movies. Be- okay, it is so underrated, but it is like such a feel good. Yeah, breakup 
best friend movie. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. You guys had so much more than that. It's yeah. more than a rom-com. It's it's it, really great. That movie is how Lizzo got big because there is there is a my, truth hurts scene. Favorite that, scene of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have a bad bitch. Oh, it's oh, so good. It's so good. But okay. watch that. Um, cry a little bit and try to figure out your feelings. Final. If not, we're here. We're here. We're here for your unsolicited advice. So yeah. If you um would like any advice as well um feel free to dm us and we will hopefully get to it if we feel even remotely qualified to give you a clear answer right jess does have two coffees here by the way she just went from hot to iced i switched over i actually bought one for the drive and one for uh for recording but i'm I'm going back and forth now (laughs) dipping your toes in each pool baby one's hot one's iced does anyone else do this or is it just me? Nice. Coffee addict. Okay, so this week, getting into our subject matter, um, Jess and I thought it would be fun to kind of, like, a lot of times we do, like, list subjects, but we thought it would be good to just do, like, one big bullet point and be able to expand on it. So this is, like, if we can only tell you one thing, this would be it on our opinions about, like, relationships. Was really, and, like, that was really tough. Yeah, it's really, it was. It, it was, was, like, what one thing? I'm going to tell you many things. Right. That's why I came here and we we're like going over stuff. And I'm like, so I got a few. <laughs> but um, but no. It's going to be good to get into it. Okay. So I will go first. Um, so if I can only tell you one thing, it would be to not waste time on people who don't speak highly of you when you're not around. Mic drop. Mic drop. Um, Oof. yeah, you should be with someone who values like what you bring to the table um, and someone who only speaks well of you, especially when you're not around. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's so normalized in our society to like shit talk, you know, like your partner and like it just OK. Can I can I preface this? Can I get into this then? So they're shit talking. And then there's, like, talking while they're not there about that person, which is okay. Right. Venting about a There's a difference between the two. Like, trash talking and, like, talking about them in a way that you feel concerned or there's an issue arising with you two and you're trying to hash it out with a friend. Like, that's different. And it's in that way that you talk about that person while they're not there that speaks volumes of you. Yes. And and that's that's something – that in my new like this relationship with Josh versus my marriage that I was like this is weird like he makes it like a part of his brand like when he started this new job like it's so funny because like all of his coworkers like know who I am they know what I do they seen my Doesn't website that he feel sent- good oh my god it's so sweet having a hype man as a partner or a woman as a partner oh game changer yes um that support is just and so it feels so good the thing that i think was super special extra important that josh doesn't even realize he's doing is like setting a higher expectation for those girls for their partners you know what i mean like i'm like when your 22 year old co-worker hears you talking highly of me like she is now going to look for that in yeah, a partner. Because, that's I didn't ever thought of it that way. Like it's 
it's so important. I think the hardest thing for a lot of people to do, especially men, is talk about like with guy friends. Like I think like there is this kind of stereotype of like sex girlfriend. last night was great yeah like <laughs> girlfriends have been my bitch has been nagging me all day like, but that blah, blah. is so unattractive so unattractive and i don't i don't think i would marry someone that i thought was capable of that or no. get in a relationship that i thought would shit talk me or like or if those problems you feel that that's a like that is arising in your relationship that like you are at that level it's like right. rethink that Right. And like another thing I want to bring up that <laughs> bothers me and I'm absolutely guilty of doing this. Don't get me wrong. Is the like on the anniversary posts or on people's when they post on Instagram for their birthday. Like I love you so much. I can't believe that you've put up with me for three years now. You've had to deal with so much. I'm sorry. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you're a fucking prize. He takes out the trash once a week. <laughs> like, the expectation for men is, like, on the floor here. And, like, you have one breakdown twice a year. And, and you it's put up with so much. Put up with so much. I'm crazy. And you... Don't be self-deprecating. Yeah. You it are allowed... It ain't, it ain't a good look. You are allowed... To feel. To, to feel. And you're, you're also allowed to acknowledge what you bring to the table in a relationship yeah like there's nothing wrong with that like let's normalize on anniversary posts being like hey i love our partnership here i'm in love with you i love the way you make me feel and i'm proud of how we've come in our relationship together yeah, the road's the rough but try us yeah like don't self-deprecate yourself you for some with, cute yeah. post it's weird because it's always like the especially girls that like I look up to. It's like you're a dope person, a great mom. Like I I know how hard you work. What the fuck is he putting up with exactly? Right. <laughs> what is what is he putting up with? Right. Your emotions, uh your feelings because those are a part of the deal. Yeah, here. that's part of the job. That's the that's the package. It's here. the name of the game. It's called a relationship. <laughs> uh let's get it together here. Um Let's see what else I said. Oh, yeah. So you should be admired, but you should also admire your partner. Yeah. And I think, like, that is so crucial to a healthy relationship because all this is about is about respect. Right. Like, it is so disrespectful to feel like your partner doesn't admire you and would openly talk about your flaws in a negative way openly with the boys or yeah. openly with the girls like if you feel if you aren't happy in your relationship let like s stop putting up with it yeah like and sorry there like there's no way they ha the respect has to be there right yeah mutually and that's lost my thought there completely it's all right we'll go there we'll go there <laughs> um something i i asked that i think is important is um does your partner like you or do they like what you do for them whoa whoa okay mm -hmm. i found that i felt that very much in my marriage was that like i didn't think that he liked my personality 
or my hobbies or my friends or my interests. So the things that make you you. The things that make me me. He didn't care for. But what he cared for is. Like the companionship. Having someone there. But everything that involved him. Yes. Interesting. And I think just take a peek. Take a peek at your relationship. Take a peek. Take a peek. Do they like you? Do you like them? Like, it. it's so sneaky the way life is because we seek out relationships so much. I mean, that's why dating apps are so huge. It's like you want to find your person. You want to find that connection that sometimes you connect dots where there aren't really not there. You to want, make it work because you want a relationship because so you want bad. a relationship yeah and there's things that you like write off like oh I'll deal with that oh this is okay like red yeah. flags left and right and you're just like yeah oh that's okay because I want this relationship yeah I like the idea of this person right which is why I think like quarantine was such an interesting time for relationships because mm-hmm. I think some people who like used to kind of fill in the gaps in their relationship by going places taking trips doing things and now you have to sit and do nothing with this person and make life fun and make life fun do you like them do you like them and i i mean we saw a lot not of to relationships say you have to like everything about yeah. them we're not saying that no especially in quarantine you'll find a lot of things you don't like yeah but do you like the things that make that person that person right i felt like because so josh and i got into a relationship and six months later quarantine hit so it was like it's about to get real it's about to get real real quick um and we moved in together quickly because i was just like no bullshit like i just want us to be together so it was like we we moved into a teeny tiny apartment um studio apartment in the middle of nowhere and then yeah thank god that was short-lived short-lived it was like this Floor to ceiling wood paneling. Okay. I am an aesthetic person. I Courtroom wanna... brown. Courtroom brown. brown. Yeah. I was like, I all around. I am in my own goddamn coffin in this one bedroom apartment. And no, studio apartment. The kitchen and the bedroom were in the same room. And the cabinets were courtroom brown. Courtroom brown. Floors, courtroom brown. Ceiling, courtroom brown. <laughs> I wanted to die. Sounds miserable. So then when quarantine hit, we wanted to like be with my mom. So we moved in with her for two weeks, which then turned into. How many months? Uh, we're going on 13 months here. Nice. Nice. Over a year. Over a year. Um, but it's like a little pressure cooker, us, especially being at mom's house, her being home, us being here. But it was like, I don't know. I wouldn't have traded it, but I'm all like, I'm like all in or nothing anyway. So mm-hmm. it was like, I'm seeing your flaws. The flaws are you're playing a lot of video games. It's bothering me. <laughs> Here we go. It's bothering me. But I also saw like how kind he was to my mom. I would never, ever trade that for anything in the world. That's like huge. the relationship that Josh and my mom have is so special to me. Aww. So special for me to witness. Like my mom just thinks he is like the cutest funniest like because he is because he is and he was able to form that relationship with my mom he was able to open up and like we are like a family and i feel like that dynamic would be hard to enter into 
coming from Josh's perspective, like you and your mom are tight, right? Mm-hmm. And Sherry is an amazing woman. And, you know, him coming in to be like, this is my home. Like I have to live here. Mm-hmm. I have to be comfortable enough to play video games and to not act like I have to help out all the time. Yeah. And that he's still really like well-respected by Sherry. Yeah. That's huge, you know? And I haven't telling. ever really talked about this, but my mom was not gung-ho on Josh. Um, not because of who Josh was, but no. because of the situation I was in. Because we started like dating before I was officially divorced. And my mom just like, well, she, she has this like, perfectionist complex and there's a right way to do something and like to her that just like wasn't the right thing um which is actually why josh and i moved in together because it was like i felt tension if he were to come over and stay and like i mean my mom and i are are close but she was like so like i had barley and i couldn't bring barley to like like josh was living with his friend garrett and garrett already had a dog and like i couldn't bring barley over there that was like way overstepping and so i would if i stayed over at josh's i would have to drive back home at 5 a.m because my mom wouldn't this is so bizarre to think now because but mom wouldn't take care of barley in the morning she's putting her foot down she's putting her foot down she's like she wasn't trusting if rach wants to be some floozy i ain't gonna take care of her dog (laughs) you know (laughs) but rach was like you entered into this relationship. You've already been disconnected from the previous one for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, it was, and I, I think yeah. your mom was just like holding on to that. And but yeah. it's also like big relationship girl over here. Yes. So you were like, oh, you know, I'm in love immediately. Yeah. And your mom's like, mm, don't trust that. But yeah, which was fair. Yeah. But my mom set a boundary, time- and you know, it was it was fair enough. So when quarantine hit, mom was like, you guys should come stay here. And so it was like really big for me because it's like okay are you, you like accepting josh, this you now? like josh enough to bring him into the fam yeah like are you accepting this now and it was almost like like we almost just forgot all like it was stressful like i remember like it was like christmas time and so like like my grandma hadn't known about josh mm-hmm. <laughs> and then months later of course i let it slip that we went to a halloween party together and she was like when did you start dating again? <laughs> this doesn't add up. This my, is- my timeline says something different. But it, it was just this weird thing. You know, like, we all have shit. My mom has shit with, like, expectations that her mother had set for her. And I'm very thankful that my mom very rarely set perfectionist standards upon me, mm-hmm. especially as someone who doesn't identify as a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, Josh being able to form that relationship with my mom was so important. And... I feel like if anything, like it's only added to Josh's like not only respect for me, but respect for my family. Yeah. Which was really important to me this time around as well was like not only did I need him to speak highly of me, I needed him to speak highly of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came from a marriage where I didn't have that. And I mean, Jess, I've probably said this to you, this to you before, but like that day where you and Joe came and I was bartending at Hop Tree. And we were talking about photography and we were going over like you you wanted to get a new body mm-hmm. and I found one on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. And like I we we like set it up so you could have get the camera. Um, and by set it up, she means Rach stood at the end of the bar, Venmoed me the money for the camera body <laughs> that I was going to buy on Facebook Marketplace. And it said like, I believe in you. And I cried <laughs> at the bar and I'm going to cry again right now because that's <laughs> – one of my favorite memories is like that's a true friend 
I'm crying. I'm emotional. <laughs> okay. Anyways. But anyway, on. but you like having you and Joe in my life was so important because I was like, these people barely know me and they are appreciating me more than I have in this six year long relationship. Like Aww. I knew you guys for three months and it was like this life changing thing. And it's like, not only should this, this don't waste time on people who don't speak highly of you. That doesn't just apply to your romantic partner. Don't waste time on friends that don't say the same, that, that don't do the same thing for you because you should only surround yourself with people that love you and appreciate you and think the world of you. And you deserve that. Yeah, Rachel, I just want to say that we were reciprocating what you were giving us. Like, we felt that from you. I like that love and that friendship. And, like, that's why you felt it back because it was 100% reciprocated. Like, mm-hmm. that's mutual. That's That feels good. That feels – and then when your friend supports you like that, you're like, damn. Yeah. You, you really do. Like, that is a gift. That's yeah. not just, like, a materialistic gift. It's a – a gift for the soul. Bye. <laughs> this is unexpected. <sighs> Damn um, me. But, God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the one of the other things, like I'll say about this, is like because of my partner's kindness and affection and feelings for me and the way that he has been able to like express that um created a lot of healing that needed to happen in my family for me um there was a lot of brokenness especially when it came to the relationship with like my sister and my dad and me um because of the way that like my relationship with my ex separated me from them Mm -hmm. and Josh was like a really big part in mending that because they got to see me be with someone who only encouraged me to be a hundred percent unapologetically myself. And my dad told me yesterday as we're driving, (laughs) why are we crying? (laughs) But, um, I want to hear it. We were like driving and we were talking about Josh and I was just saying like lately I've really felt like um, I never let my love for Josh be a reason why I was with him because like of just being cynical and being divorced and like I always made it about like our mutual humor and our interests and our respect and our honesty and just lately like I haven't been able to like control like how much I just like love him. And I was just talking to my dad about it. And um, because it's like Josh and I are getting to that point where it's like we really want to get married like eventually. And we really are excited about a future. And I was just talking to my dad about it. And I know it like sometimes it's really hard for him to talk to me about that stuff because of all the shit that I went through and that he walked me through. Um, And he's 76. So he said something and he's like, he's got my weird old saying. And I was like what <laughs> and he like, thanks dad. I was like what does that mean dad and he's like he's got my stamp of approval and I was oh like my... what oh my like because in my head I was like in order for Josh to get that he would need to like put in you know 
five years and like i just never thought i'd really hear my dad say that because it shows through you yeah like it really has like there's a i became friends with mary rage Mm -hmm. and who she is now is a world's difference but obviously loved you spite all of that journey but like who you are now and i say this all the time is your truest self you're so you feel comfortable enough to be you and that's like so cool to witness as a friend and it's such like a freeing feeling to just like be out and be who i am and not have to apologize for it um and we see these in different scenarios with different people like you know lgbtq people that don't get to be 100 percent themselves around their families and how triggering that can be and um you know friendships and and relationships with parents that like you don't get to be yourself and it is stifling and exhausting and I was in a marriage like that which carries a different kind of shame because I was like I did this to myself and it it's taken me a long time to get over that to feel like it's my fault it's not something I can control you can't control who your parents are you can't control who your siblings are but I could control who I married and I married someone that didn't speak highly of me and didn't didn't think the world of me um and that was really difficult and it's something that like I've worked on in therapy a lot because it's like I've told Catherine it's like really if I have to admit that my relationship was, was toxic or wrong or bad I have to admit that I'm an idiot no because how they treat you is not your fault right at all right but it is something that like I struggle with as someone who like feels I always need to be in control Mm -hmm. so I felt like I put myself in a helpless situation which was really hard for me to come to terms with and I can't say enough like um I think I talked about in the immersion blender episode when that happened and like my ex dropped off an immersion blender like last month it was so strange and out of nowhere and um it like shook me it shook me a lot and um therapy helped me so much realize and it took me a month or more talking about it every week to be like to truly believe that like I don't owe him anything no and that was hard because when that happened it was like I'm gonna have to talk to him I'm gonna have to feel like this and what if I run into him here and what if I and finally working through it in therapy for me to finally believe that like despite whatever he feels despite whatever he's going through I don't owe him my time my energy or anything no and it's easier said than done for sure Mm -hmm. so I am beyond thankful for my partner and my friends for showing me that I deserve to be respected and treasured and valued and I feel immensely lucky that I get to say that I am with God, Josh, fuck you. Aww. I am with the kindest, funniest, sweetest, most loving, loyal man that, like, I just, like... You deserve that. Thank you. You absolutely deserve that. And I'm so happy for you. That I'm not you... even going to tell Josh I cried during our session. Don't. We'll see Let if him... he catches up. <laughs> <laughs> just he he really likes to listen to part of my take, so <laughs> <laughs> we're last on the list. <laughs> 
low in that totem pole. Okay, well, we're going to move on. Oh, my God. Maybe cry a little more later. <laughs> no, mine's not that deep. <laughs> All right, Jessica, your turn. Hair is up. Hair's up. Hair's up. Switched it up. I just got extensions, so I'm just trying to figure them out. <laughs> if I figure them out, as mean. Hide them. <laughs> it's a big switch up. Okay, here we go. I didn't really think that deeply into if I had one piece of advice. I'm just going to preface that. Because it could have been a lot deeper, but I, I do love this. I love this for me. I love this for my time in my life right now. So what I have to say is fuck happiness and hear me out. And what I mean by fuck happiness is happiness is not the goal. It's the result. And that to me really means like it's about putting value in the process rather than being the end result. And for me, it's like my whole life I've been chasing, you've been chasing happiness. I feel like a lot of people do. When I graduate and have a job, I'll be I'll be happier. When I get in this relationship, I'll be happier. When I get the ring, I'll be happier. We see that all the time. Yeah. When I have now next, when I get married, I'll be happier. When I have kid, when we have kids, that'll really reach my peak of happiness. Mm. And believe me, when I say that I am the queen of having something to look forward to, yeah. um, it's my motivation. I talk about that in therapy, like me being motivated by a vacation or a wedding or something in front of me to keep me going. Mm -hmm. And that gets really mixed up with this happiness as an end result for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happens is we expect it to magically appear, right? When we reach this, like when, when you get there, when you're graduated, when you're, when you're married. Yep. And I just feel like we should stop, putting it in the future and live in it now right because there's beautiful things that happen along these journeys and we have to like stop living for happiness and have it be surrounding us um because what happens when you get there and you're happy right because you're married because you have the ring you know what happens all the other shit pops up yeah all the stuff that's missing all the things you're there you have that yeah. You have that status. You have that whatever you're looking for. Yeah. Or the things that were always there that you ignored yes. until you yes. got there. Until you got there. Yeah. Which where the fuck is there? Where is there? Yeah. You just hold it as you're and then you're and then you're like living for that, right? You're living for that next thing. And you're not living in the now, which sounds yeah. so cliche, but it's but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I wanna this is <laughs> Sounds so corny, but I just feel like it was so fitting that it was a, a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, a good up. ER quote. Throw it down. Throw it down for ER. But I just feel like it would just really sums this up. So it's we think it's something we achieve, but happiness is something that happens and we experience when we do everything else right. So it's like you're living in the moment always mm-hmm. and there's happiness that happens in between. And like for me, like, Married life, right? Say it isn't difficult, I'd be lying. Mm. And to say like, oh, when I'm married. I mean, it's not that it was like a rough engagement or anything like that. But it's like there's always going to be struggles. There's always going to be shit. But is it worth it? Fuck yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I just feel like there's happy times in between while you're waiting for that next step in your life. And just like ride it out. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not the goal. Yeah. Happiness is not where you end up. 
It's just a, a signal that you're living your life yeah. the right way. I mean, this, funnily enough, ties into like the name of our podcast for better and worse. You know, mm-hmm. why why we named it this, we've talked about this before, was like for better, you know, the stereotypical for, for getting out the house and having the babies and getting that dream job. But there's no better without worse. It's always together. Mm-hmm. Better and worse. Having kids, less time together. Buying a house, more financial responsibility. Getting that promotion, less time at home. Every single better comes with a worse. And you have to be able to navigate those things and be with someone that brings out the best in you in both situations. Yeah. And to believe that there is ever an a place to arrive at where you will finally be happy you it's a fool's errand you yeah. are you are chasing something that does not exist not to say you shouldn't have goals like right I am in a big f- period of my life where like I am I'm doing something that like will hopefully bring happiness but like right now I'm not feeling that which you know you get guilt for like I'm starting a new business and it's really exciting um if you live in Akron Ohio and are looking for co-working space please shameless plug visit my website that does not exist yet gather workspace and studio um but it right now it just it's a lot of stress and um like not sleeping super well and like there's a lot to do and I know that there are balls getting dropped and like um it's my passion project and I don't have a whole lot of money so I'm doing it myself and it's my vision and I've been feeling kind of like helpless about it but goes back to love my life Josh we <laughs> we went he hadn't seen the space yet and we went there the other night um, before demo, before anything. And he met me there. Um, and the look on his face, he when he walked in, he looked at me. He was Panic. like, no. He was like, babe, this is going to work. I've got goosebumps. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, you think so? <laughs> just signed a three-year lease. <laughs> in over your head, right? Yeah, Looking as I'm that. feeling... Because right before demo started was the worst of like my anxiety and where I was really feeling overwhelmed. And to just be with someone that I could look at despite being in like a real better and worse situation <laughs> and just look at me and be like, you've got this. This is going to be great. Was just like, I mean, so needed. Yeah. Um, Because like there, there are going to be times when it's not going to feel great to have two businesses, I'm sure. Absolutely, though. But I feel like in that, you're you're thinking in your head, when this opens, when this is successful, I'll be happy. Yeah. Because right now I'm anxious. There's so much to do. You're looking yeah. for that. Like I'll I'll be I'll relax. My anxiety will be better when this opens, and yep. all of my hard work pays off. And you know what Josh comes and does in this in between moment where you feel like shit. He's like, this is gonna work. Yeah. That's a happy moment. That's, That's a happy you moment. Not chasing happiness. That's you finding it in the in real time right and there's nothing wrong with like having this like idea of positivity where like right now I need to believe <laughs> that when it opens things will get easier that's something like I need to believe it yeah. but I also know that like I mean I don't have this expectation for happiness in my life like I I don't feel like I romanticize things anymore mm-hmm. and that comes from the trauma of divorce I think 
Um, I wish sometimes I had a little bit more naivety. Naivety? Naivete? Yeah. (laughs) You got it. There it is. (laughs) But I just, I don't really. um, But yeah, it's really important, like, when you're in the middle of hard shit to, like, shift your perspective. I say this all the time to Joe. Mm -hmm. Joe struggles with not seeing, just seeing the bad in things, right? It's really, it's really tough for him. So I am like, shift your perspective and it's really annoying it probably is annoying to hear from me because i am i see the good in everything and that's a gift i have and i'm thankful mm-hmm. for that but i'm like you know not everyone in your life has cancer so you don't have that and i'm like trying to like make <laughs> things seem better and he's like yes like i don't care about that that stuff right. doesn't it's not happening to me now but this is but i'm like okay well you have to you know it's the best to find like the good in something in yeah. your life and it's like shifting that perspective to be like it could be worse, but yeah. it like it really can be. It can be. You don't want to have like this this like toxic positivity. You no. know, you don't want to just be positive for the sake of being positive. No, but it is feel important. Feel how you want to feel. Feel it out. I'm not saying yeah. like you can't. Don't do- downplay your feelings. Yeah, but it is like sometimes you gotta have a positive mindset too. I mean, it's just it's your perspective, Jess. Like that's just how you've you've always been, you know. Yeah. So it is. I mean, you and Joe will always have that. Like, it's it's that combination of like needing each other's perspectives, but that also causes tension yeah. with you guys Absolutely. of this like, especially when tensions are high or it's a stressful situation like yeah. pickle going into heat. Yeah, like it it is hard for you guys to like meet each other when you guys go to completely different ends of the spectrum yeah like i'm already over and just like dissecting it he's trying to understand it because it's it's out of his control which i understand but i'm like fix now read later like assess and like that's just kind of how my brain works and Mm -hmm. so just navigating that and being able to be on the same page as stressful things arise yeah is important and something like something to work on yeah yeah but yeah that's not as emotional as rachel's but i think it's i think it's a good positive ending point to Uh shift the perspective yeah see the good take the shit as it comes and keep it moving yeah pretty basic yeah i mean i think we we get in this like i mean i did this in a rationalization of staying in my marriage right there there are parts where it's like if I do this, it'll get better. If we move out of my mom's, it'll be better. If we move back to Ohio, it'll be better. If we move to Oregon, it'll be better. It was this like chasing of like, let's just find the right equation for a happy, successful life. Yes. And that's not real. Like, right. It, it, <laughs> I look back on all the shit I did, all the excuses I made. And it's just like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, it was like we were trying to solve the problem, but, like, not using, like, we were just the wrong people for each other in that situation, you know? It was like we were never, there was never a place on earth we were going to be. There was never, like. But that, but you guys did that. Yeah, we, oh, we tried. We tried. Oh, if I go to Oregon, Oregon, <clears throat> Oregon yeah. I'll literally, be I mean, happier. Literally three weeks, I think, before I left, we were at an RV um place oh, store yeah. looking at RVs to do um van life. Oh my god, that's right. Yep. But I was actually on board. That's so crazy. I felt like I was with you on that. It was like 
maybe this is something they need yep. to reach happiness it's not and now it's like that's so no. wrong to think like that no i was there I we weren't in therapy yet we I didn't know. know but there is none of that like i wa- i just watched one of like one of my friends go through this in her life where it was like if i have a kid it'll be better if we get out of debt it will be better if i do this it'll be better if i do that it will be better and i'm just over here like it just ain't the right situation mm-hmm. and i was gonna say give up but like there's some shit you can't fix and that is the hardest pill to swallow i know i feel like that's and we're not here to say that don't fix it or yeah. don't change it we want you to yeah. We're not, I'm not saying stay in it, be happy in it. Mm-hmm. No, you got to make changes for you. And I think that's important. Looking inwards, focusing on now, like what can I, what will make me happy now? Not if I wait for it in the future. Right. And it's instead of focusing on like this life goal, making you happy, focus on the little things. Yes. Your day to day things. Cause that's really what it is. Like there are going to be moments in life like marriage didn't make you happy getting the engagement ring didn't make you happy having like so many things but like you found happiness throughout those processes within that that's exactly it's finding happiness within your life instead of treating happiness like a destination to get to yes because your whole life you'll be chasing it and you'll miss it yeah you'll miss it you'll like you'll miss those moments because like i just thought if i got to this point i got goosebumps there i miss (laughs) it like uh in the office when he's like the good old days you know not remembering that like you're in them right now yeah um you are though yeah that's so hard i feel like i do that because i'm a i look forward to things that i'm like this is me i am this person who looks for you know puts things in front of me and it's like oh yeah this is it when yeah. i get to this point and it's not i'm 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 skating by because i'm missing all the i'm missing like taking a moment and joe and i play rummy at night yeah and it's like those are those are the good old days yes i'm gonna cry we're emotional <laughs> we are like i'm gonna tell my grandkids that i'm like oh me and grandpa used to play rummy i know that's so cute and my grand and then my grandkids would be like oh my god grandma and grandpa were so cute you know yeah. when they were together and they were yeah why am i thinking about this i don't know we're in the crying mood today this is early morning podcast this recordings. is what happens when we're on caffeine instead of alcohol <laughs> <laughs> which is so fucking opposite yeah oh my gosh okay but yeah so not to say fuck happiness like don't be happy it's no i just mean that fuck happiness as a destination a destination yeah there's not one place you'll ever get to no money career child house no because you're living in the good old days right now yeah relish in these joys don't take them for granted yes this is, these are fucking yeah. inspirational quotes but yeah. It's true. And go that's, get a McFlurry at 2 a.m. if that's going to bring you joy. Actually, go to Dairy Queen because McFlurry machines are always down. Dairy Queen? Do you want to know a big stress in my life that happened last week? Talk to me. Dairy Queen closes at 9 p.m. Losers. I'm sorry, Dairy Queen. Who? What kind of complaint do we need to file? The, they what? extended the curfew. Open up. Oh. Don't be shy. Open up. And then we went to get a McFlurry because I'm a bitch for an Oreo McFlurry. I'm not going to lie. Wizards for life. McDonald's in Streetsboro. You got some work to do. Is the machine broken? No. This, the workers were in there. None of them were wearing a uniform, which was just weird. None of them were wearing masks either, which was like, ah, this is very strange to see someone serving me without a mask. Um, I don't think I'll ever get used to it again. I think yeah. that's just a 
in my brain forever now. I was like, where is your boss? And one of Can my I speak to a manager. I was telling you my, were having a Karen moment. No, but no, that's I, I just took my flurry very kindly. I was like, okay, this is weird. Thank you, ma'am. Um, very strange. Um, I was telling my friend about this, and she was like, oh, at our McDonald's past 10 p.m., the workers are there, but they won't come take your order. They won't. <laughs> they just said, they just, they just don't, they just sit, they sit in the cafe. They just say, fuck it, we're chilling here, yes. not working. Like, stick it to the men to the McDonald's. Man. but please give me a McFlurry when it's an emergency <laughs> my emergency McFlurries are a necessity that's the happiness now yeah but anyway mine and yep. I know I speak for me and Jess when we say our overall hope for you is that you can find joy in all of life situations despite what you're going through you know whether that be serious something serious like grief or your wedding or whatever it's we hope you can find joy find joy that even but it's okay to go through tough times and dark times and like yeah feel it out yeah we'll sit with you in the dark right and if you're really here i think so often we let our like our happiness and our joy just like slip through our fingers like whether we're like feeling it in a moment like if you're really struggling to hold on to like joy and like happiness in your life write them down whether that's like you know you and your friend are are driving in the car and you're singing to your favorite song and that brought you joy even in that moment write it down yes you don't want to forget that no and I that kind of goes with um so I saw this girl on TikTok. Her name's Sophia Sophia on TikTok. And she actually read this, like, poem. And they were notes from her journal. Mm. And um, they were about when she dies, she won't be at her funeral. But there's some things that she's pretty sure of, right? And she's like, you know, when they – no one will stand at the front and say, I um, I miss the cut and color of her hair and the way it fell upon her shoulders. And she says, like, I'm guilty of getting it back or backwards. And she's like, I think of memories where – where I forget what anyone was wearing, but still feel the smile that was on my face. Mm. So it's like those moments, write them down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not thinking about what she's wearing, what she smells like, what how white her teeth were. Right. But you're, you remember like what that feels like. That's joy. Yeah. Write that shit down. Write that you, shit down. When that smile's on your face, you want to relive it? Don't mm-hmm. forget it. Yeah. I don't remember what you looked like that day at Hop Tree, but it will always be in my mind. Yeah. Because of the energy and because of, our love for each other you know like Mm -hmm. i will always remember that yeah and we worry so much as people about things beyond our control and it's time that we really take a step back and practice like experiencing life where we are at and just living it up soaking it in and not worrying about stupid shit like what you looked like right this is the quote what size pant you were wearing i love this she says i'm guilty of getting it backwards and feeling as if the way i look is meant to be the most interesting and meaningful part of me it's the least least meaningful and important part of you you know it is being a good friend you know why that sticks out in my memory that rage that day at Hop Tree is because it's one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me in my life. <laughs> Someone showed up for me and says, I believe in you. 
go do this. Go quit your job and become a photographer. And here I am. Yeah. And and you did believe me. And look, I did it. Okay. God. We so, love it. We love you. We do. We really do. Um, thank you for listening. There's a lot of you here. And it's overwhelming. And thank you for liking our TikTok videos. Um, sorry to give false advertising. Tequila is not an upper. Also, why did we call them? Some people were really like, uh, an upper? An upper? Like cocaine? I know. I Hey, I, I apologize. But at the same time... <laughs> I heard what I heard, and I had to spread the good word, and it turned out to be false. So keep drinking tequila, keep dancing, yeah, whatever. Get, if it makes you feel good, do it. Get happy, get sweaty, do you, and have a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye, bye.